This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and this is the pre-match show Sunderland at Home edition brought to you in partnership with our good friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. The show is available every week on podcast, audio and video and sometimes live like we are tonight. So we want to hear from you. But first off, let's hear from my good buddy, um, Sev Brown. Sev, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Not too bad at all. It's uh... now and about this week. I, I have been. I've been to yeah, a couple of. Uh, I've been to the cinema to see Spider Man, and I've been okay. to An- and I've been to Anfield to watch uh, Liverpool play Newcastle last night. Ooh. Anfield, the the land of milk and honey. Oh, gone off, gone off Ipswich, have you? Well, I had, to, I had to make a choice between you know Barrow away, uh, twenty quid <laughs> a ticket, two and a half oh. hours away, or Liverpool in the Premier League, and and sure enough, I I quite enjoyed going to watch Liverpool. Oh. Yeah, it kind of reminds is you it... that football can be really, really enjoyable. I was going to say, is it like watching a totally different sport? Yeah, it's brilliant. You just you're not angry during the game. You don't get frustrated. You're not sort of screaming. The refs are pretty decent. You know, you're seeing what? patterns of play that you didn't think were were possible. And yeah, it was uh, it was very enjoyable. I think it's my my fourth or fifth time to Anfield, and it it's always a good always a good night out there. To be fair, and uh, yeah, touch wood. So I've done a COVID test this morning. I'm all right this morning. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have escaped. But no, it was uh, been, been a busy week. Well, as we said, we are live tonight, so we want to hear from you. And there's good numbers already in the chat. Evening to Charlie, evening to MW, evening to George. Blue, FPL tracks a good evening, Prancer and Dancer. Who's who? Who's, yeah, come on, Seb. <laughs> who's who? Uh, I'll go Dancer. Sh- shut up. I've seen you dance in our, our nights out in, in uni. It wasn't pretty sight, so I'll take that. What's a, what does a, Yeah, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. <laughs> um, Charlie's already on you, Seb. On your case. That's, that's worked. I've already riding up folk to, in time for Room that's 101. That's Room 101 seeds early. One. I've got a crap rebotto on this week, so I'm I'm scared. Um, uh, Elliot, um, oh, oh, good morning, good day, Michael. Good to have you with us, Elliot. Please do the Northern Irish accent again. Have you Have uh, you been practicing? I heard it on last night's show. Have you Have you been practicing in the last twenty four hours? Are we going to get a rendition? No, I have not been practicing. Um, but 
Um, you never know. I, I won't tell you what is in my special Craig Forrest goalkeeper mug this evening. So maybe at the end of the show, we'll sign people out. Um, evening to Jules. Good to see you. Um, no angle frustration, you say. What is this mythical landscape? It does Premier exist, people. It, it genuinely does exist. The good. Uh, here we go. Michael, connection. Um, uh, McKenna comes from the same town as, in Ireland as my mother. There we go. If you've got any tenuous links like Michael, Switzerland Town personnel, past or present, we want to hear from you. Eric, good evening to you. Great to have you with us. And thank you for the thumbs up. Elliot on Facebook as well. We see Facebook out there. We um, oh, How long was that potty mouth? We, don't, we haven't said We haven't sworn yet, have we? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'll FBI if you want. I can go straight in. No, I'm not going to do it. Professionalism is, unlike last night, Seb, I don't know if you see it, saw last night. I've listened to it on the, dr- on the drive home from work today. Yeah, I guess at the end you were, yeah. <laughs> it's like herding cats last yeah, night. Yeah, brilliant. It was great. I love the management quotes at the end. They were absolutely superb. Did you like me singing um, Desiree? Yeah, and your, uh, your attempted chance for Paul McKenna. For, I've done it already, Paul McKenna, for uh, Paul McK- Kieran McKenna. <laughs> I've done it already. Look into my four, eyes, not around four, the eyes. Look into my eyes. Four minutes in, and the first uh, the first manager name errors occurred. Yeah, even, yeah. At least we're not having to spell it. And I've seen some good spellings. Evening to you, Cornish. Um, we will talk about how optimistic we are feeling shortly. Um, let's do some bits and pieces of news first of all. And worth mentioning, Seb, um, we we played a match this week. It kind of feels like a, a, ages ago. Um, Barrow in the FA Cup. Do you want to give us any response or reaction to that debacle, or was it entirely predictable for you? Um, I did kind of think this might happen. I, that, that hence why I, I chose to go to the cinema. Which, yeah. to be fair, you know, I very, very rarely put things ahead of watching Ipswich Town. But all I could think of was Lincoln 2017. You know, on telly, oh. albeit thankfully ITV4 as opposed to a one of the mainstream channels. But I could just see it coming. You know, that's probably the the real reason I didn't go because you know then you're looking at a two and a half hour drive back after the inevitable. And when I saw the team, I kind of thought, okay, well, I guess it's a bit of a bit of a hybrid, two up top again. So you know, he's sticking with that from the uh, from the Wigan game. But but you know, as soon as I got out of the, the cinema and I, I turned on my phone, you know, all the messages from you guys were coming through, and I just thought, well, that's that's inevitable. We're not we're not really shocked anymore, are we? We're not really angry. We're not really shocked. It's just kind of an acceptance at this stage, isn't it? Oh, some when you're, when you're, some yeah, but when you when you're that poor in the cup, you know, I, I don't think these comes as, comes as much of a surprise anymore. I, I, I certainly wasn't that shocked, and I think that was a general feeling amongst town fans, wasn't it? You know, just when you think things can't get much worse, <laughs> we seem to be able to find a new low, don't we? If we if losing to Arsenal's children isn't bad enough, then you know, a week later we, uh, we we've lost to Barrow yeah. in an FA Cup replay. And it's annoying because I was going to go to Barnsley in the uh, the third round. I've never done Oakwell, so I was looking oh, forward to that to to tick it off. But yeah, thanks. thanks I've, I've done Oakwell, so I don't have to go back. The highlight of the day, so it was the one-all draw under Jewel when I think Cresswell possibly scored really early and we tried to hang on for 90 minutes and they scored in the kind of the 89th minute or something. The highlight of the day was chips with gravy um, from a local chippy, which was lovely. And I could just about understand um, the accent, which was was really good talking about accents. Um, And then obviously 24 hours later, um, we will talk about, I'll talk about management appointments later on. It it will come, it will be a recurring theme. Um, your, we haven't heard from you yet on Kieran McKenna, Seb. Um, give us your take. 
excited i think like most people are you know it's 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 very different to what we normally do and let's be honest we've tried just about every manager who's got multiple promotion cv uh, on their cv and none of it has worked so why not try something different i know people are saying that hurst was a uh, an up-and-coming manager but he'd still manage hundreds you know a few hundred games hadn't he in the football league McKenna is completely different he's coming with a, a sort of a modern a modern look at things i would suggest you know he's a he's a professional coach for, for first off you know no playing career to speak of really whatsoever uh, and he sort of dedicated the last what 12 13 years of his life to to learning coaching so I'm, I'm really really excited you know I thought it might be a an older style manager appointment to try and galvanize the squad for the remaining six months of the season what just to try and gate crash sixth or fifth and maybe you know sort out some of the the questionable attitudes, I guess we could say, following the the Charlton game amongst the players. Um, but this, this is a real statement, I think, from Game Changer. The, the three and a half year contract means that you know this is their man. They're going to look to really, really build something here. And, and I think it's we all know in reality this season probably is you know it's it's, it's a write off. It's it's too much ground to make up. So as long as we see six months now for me of, of improvement, decent passages of play, patterns of play, you know we're learning. We stick with the formation and we can see 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 improvement, continuous improvement for the next six months. I'll be quite. Excited going into next year but then yeah. to be fair i'm fairly sure we all said this in in march when paul <laughs> was appointed so that's i mean it, it, it comes to the risk that it, you know every every managerial appointment comes to the risk it could go wrong but like i said at the start we've tried the old-fashioned managers who control every aspect of the club why not try something different and see what we get with it mm-hmm. yeah I, I i'm supportive of all that the reason i was going to talk about barrow first is and i guess I'm doing a disservice to Mark Ashton if if I thought that this might affect his thinking. But you came out of that performance and obviously the thoughts of Terry Butcher ringing in ears is kind of, we need someone to kick this lot up the arse. This needs a big personality, a war knock or what have you. And you'd have been, if you were Mark Ashton, I guess you'd it'd have been difficult to have not been influenced necessarily by Barrow. But I guess you hope that this decision, this um, this process had been in motion and and you kind of take the emotion out of it, don't you? But you do worry, as I say, for this season that it might take a while for the green shoots that we always talk about um, to show. But you hope that when they do appear, that success is more sustainable. Whereas Paul Cook's green shoots kind of came up, we had Wickham and then it just, they all... They were cut away or whatever the gardening analogy is. I don't know. Battered, so, battered Doncaster on a Wednesday night, absolutely amazing, or Tuesday night, absolutely amazing, and lose to Accrington three days. Sorry, lose, yeah, Accrington wasn't it three days later. So yeah, you'd like to think that with with consistent coaching, and I presume he'll bring in a relatively decent first team coach to join him. I'm guessing Rennie Gil Martin might stay. He's a goalkeeping coach, isn't he? He might stay on as the goalkeeping coach because we need one of those. So we'll probably see one more first team coach added to the the roster um and um and then yeah you'll hope to like you said hopefully those green shoots that we see will become more and more common and we'll start to get some real consistency in the second half of this season yeah it's a high potential appointment we were saying last night so yeah joke yeah. saying that the, the high ceiling it, it does feel like this guy's got a very very high ceiling doesn't it yeah it does yeah so very good um i'm just interested with the stuff in the chat here um we were asking for tenuous player connections and um, my mum used to sit in a cafe with eric gates there you go my mum wasn't impressed with him. He was dating a friend. There we go. Jules went to Belfast once for, for oh, I FBL. I was gonna. Jules has kindly uh, censored it. Yeah. And I didn't say the words. A, a pee up. Um, evening to Anthony. Uh, yeah, Elliot. The, the chaos of yesterday's show was the best that I. Ben just lost it by. I yeah. It went. I was. It wasn't my best moment hosting. Seb, I'll be honest. Um, but nevertheless, we powered through. Um, Michael, connection number two. Nephew, a Norwich fan, used to deal with. 
Um, him at Lee Sports Village, where the man you want is 23 is playing. That's Kieran McKenna, we assume, Michael. There's some facts missing from there. We will assume you mean um, Kieran McKenna. FPL, I'm not taking... Oh, he's slacking off Cameron Burgess. I'm not taking it. I'm not having it, Seb. <laughs> we're, not, we're not throwing players under the bus tonight. It's, um, a, it's a new era, people. Yeah, we. I, I take the disappointment. Um, but if you... I don't think anyone really stood out in that first half against Barrow. Let's continue with the news. A few bits and pieces to talk about. We like to put focus on the ICFC women's team. Obviously doing amazingly well in the league at the moment. Um, really tough fixture for them on the weekend against Oxford. Um, off the back of a tuna winner, AFC Wimbledon in the Cup. Um, drawn against Newcastle in the next round at the end of January. So that'll be an exciting trip. If you fancy a, a double header, the men play Sheffield Wednesday on a Saturday. Women play Newcastle on the Sunday. So um, keep an eye peeled. There might be a bus or something doing that. Oxford, really good form though. Um, beat Keensham 3-0 last time out. Um, they moved up to second in the league. I think they're unbeaten at home. Um, Southampton still only played nine games, which is why Oxford have moved up. So got games in hand. So, um, But really tough game, that one. And um, obviously the, the girls will want to go out with confidence for the calendar year. It's the last game of the, of the calendar year, as I said. Um, big one. Um, but as I say, top of the league, um, plenty of confidence there. We spoke to Abby Lafayette. She was on the bench last week, having recovered from an injury, um, hoping to see her feature as well. If you want to understand the, the mindset and psychology of that team, um, give a listen to that interview with Abby Lafayette because it's great. The amount of confidence, the amount of belief yeah. they have um, and the determination to succeed as well. So, um, give And them also the, the, the scary premonition that the manager Joe Sheehan had oh, against uh, Salamton away. That was impressive, was that? wasn't it? We're going to yeah. score from this and then boom, yeah. Yeah. No, a great pod. Much as it much as it does pain me to praise you, uh, you've done well with that one. So uh, no, really, really well done. It's a great interview, everyone. Everyone listen to that and just listen to a really, really great positive side of the club at the moment. And um Joe Sheehan nearly predicted Paige Peak took a free kick that hit the bar last week and and he kind of called that as a possible goal as well. So he's got the he's got the magic eyes, Joe. And we're hoping at some point maybe to speak to him as well, which would be great. So um keep a lookout for that. Um other bits and pieces of news, apart from the obvious, obviously, um tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, depending on when you're listening to this, um, and when you've listened to this, this may or may not have already happened. Um the on the long awaited unveiling of the Kevin Beatty statue, Seb. Um, which will take place um, at Portman Road at about quarter past 10. I think it starts at half nine. Um, Mark Murphy is there with Radio Suffolk and so on. Um, I think 10.15 is when it is properly unveiled, though. Um, and folk are welcome to head down there um, and watch that. Um, fans raised £110,000 um, to make that sculpture happen. Um, it will be revealed to the world by um, BT's daughter, um, Emma. And amongst the guests expected, um, sculptor Sean um, Hedges-Gwynn, um, who did the um, Sir Ralph statue and the Sir Bobby statue. Um, Butch will be there. Um, Alan Brazil will be there. Brian Hamilton, Alan Hunter. This is according to TWTD, by the way. Don't blame me if these guys don't show up. Steve McCall, Mick Mills, Terry, uh, Tommy O'Neill, Roger Osborne, Russell Osman, John Padelty, Brian Tormit, and John Walk um, amongst those there. Um, Luke Chambers is supposed to be there. David Sheepshank's there. And our friends from Game Changer should be there as well. Michael Leary, the, the chairman, um, and Mark Ashton will be there. And Burke, Bakai, and Mark Demmer, who did a fantastic interview like, um, yeah, earlier with the club. One. I don't know if you saw that. But yeah. Seb, I'd, um, I went down and had a quick look at the the kind of statue area. It's kind of covered in plastic to uh, avoid spoiling it for tomorrow. Um, but a great legacy, another legend of the club that is, you know, 
I know that we feel down a lot of the time looking at our current predicament and we don't want to wallow too much on the past, but the, that level of stature that we had, and I just can yeah. see Jules is, Jules is bang on here. Um, what a great way to, to um, immortalise these players and, and managers who have been so pivotal to our history. He's a yeah, an absolute legend. I actually, when I was at school with you, I used to work at BBC Radio Suffolk in the school holidays on like a work placement kind of thing. And at the time, BT was involved with Terry Baxter in a, a some sort of weekly show, um, and he was just the nicest guy in the world. You know, I was a spotty sixteen-year-old who didn't know what I was doing, and you know, it's quite intimidating when you're meeting you know top top class ex players and stuff. And he was just the nicest guy in the world. We'd sit and have a chat, and he'd ask me. It was the summer we got promoted to the Premier League under under Burley, so he'd ask me, you know, what do you think? the current squad who's your favorite player and he was just the nicest guy in the world you know always had time for everybody in the building an absolutely top top bloke so yeah really really happy that it's uh he's being he's being uh, having a statue unveiled and and yeah what an absolute legend he is yeah um could, and uh, this is a great story from um herfie 99 when the beat was landlord henley cross keys he used to ring my mum who worked at the Cottenham Duke's head for her to put his bets on <laughs> so his wife didn't find out legend and as jules says as well um, legend as well. Why um, worth drawing attention to this as well? I don't know um, if this is still possible. Um, Rob Finch's book, kind of similar to the um, Paul Mariner book, where Mark Donaldson kind of ghost wrote a lot of it and worked with the beat. Um, Rob Finch's um, BT book is available directly from the author. If you go to TWTD, um, I wish I had the link to hand, but I'm not prepared. Um, you can email Rob and get a copy of the book. I I gifted mine to to someone because a non-Ipswich fan because it's such a great story and 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 one of those players that you think in the modern era would be lauded, you know, and would be talked about um, as you know multi-million pound kind of player. Um, so I always take the opportunity to spread the Ipswich joy amongst the world. Um, but you can pick up a copy via Rob. So I think that's on TWTD's website. If you're looking for that, definitely recommend that. Um, Finally, I mean, I, I don't want to use the C word, not at least because say, FBL, do, we, do we have to F talk about it? FBR tractors here, and I don't want to get him in trouble. Um, but worth, I guess, flagging Gillingham's um, match against Crew has been postponed and worth keeping an eye there. I think probably all of us need to keep an eye on what's happening next week because it feels like something might come to a head there. We do hope not. And obviously, as, as things stand right now, when we're going out, um, the game is happening. Um, and so I guess just keep an eye on that. But it would be disappointing, Seb, because we're kind of used now to football being back. But obviously the, the safety of the players and the, and, and the backroom staff, but also supporters, I guess, is in everyone's mind, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, everyone has to follow the guidance. The, the safety of people is, is absolutely paramount. It's lovely to have football back. You know, we missed the whole of last Christmas, didn't we? We had the, was it the week before the first game was called off and then we missed the Boxing Day game and then didn't come back till the, the, the start of January, did we? So, you know, it's been lovely to have it back, but I guess we just have to listen to the experts and see what they say. And everyone that's going tomorrow, you know, please maintain social distancing and use the, the sanitising points where where available. And if the, if the club do it right, like I say, I was at Anfield last night and I was very, very impressed. I know it's a different scale and you know they had far more stewards and far bigger concourses but it was done very very well last night to be fair so you've got to hope that the club will have similar you know we're, we're one of the few clubs that have been practicing the, these covid passports since the start of the season so we're now very very well prepared for it and very worse than it hopefully you know everything touched will be okay tomorrow yeah well done public service announcement there get your boosters and all that as well brilliant um yeah take care of yourselves 
and each other. The, and each other. We need to look after each other. We need we need the views, not least. Um, so, no, I'm joking. Um, and hopefully we all have a good Christmas as well. So um, let's move on to more uh, more pressing matters, shall we, sir? Sunderland. There you go. There, how's that for an accent? I'm hoping Brilliant. there's no Sunderland fans watching. If you are, evening. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Seb, remind us where Sunderland are because this kind of for me this game has has the same repercussions the long-lasting repercussions that we were hoping Wickham would have but it's the opposite way around as in we were hoping the Wickham performance the 4-1 would galvanize the team give us establish some confidence to go into the season um, and start to grab it by the cojones Um, this game to me is is the point where everything started to fall apart at the stadium of light where we played well you were there, weren't you? I was, um, yeah. It was, it was the same old story. You know, we played well. We, yeah. we dominated the first half. We had no cutting edge. Selena misses a couple of chances. And then we're punished very much like the game you and me went to a couple of years ago. It would have been the first season back down. I can't remember all the second season back down. I don't know. When um, we lost uh, late on, exactly the same thing happened. You know, two late goals conceded. And... Um, Afterwards, Lee Johnson comes out and says, you know, they, they really impressive performance by them. And it really wasn't, you know, on the day they were very, very ordinary. But that victory against us uh, has sort of spurred them on a little bit. And, and, and Streaky Lee's on now one of his one of his winning streaks as opposed to yeah. the, the struggle they had before we played them. What's the old saying? A long come Ipswich. That was very much the case that day. Because since then, they've not really looked back, you know, in the, in, in the league with their form. It's crazy, isn't it, how that works? And, and I was, yeah. I've done some stuff for... Um, Sunderland podcast. I forgot the the Roker report um, about um, the match tomorrow, and they've asked for my predictions and stuff like that. And it's, and it's like that game at the Stadium of Light is is just it cost me my job, mate. You've just cost me my job. Um, <laughs> but it, it did feel like that. It did feel like they a momentum boo- killer, wasn't it? Yeah, they were they were booing him. Uh, the atmosphere was very very flat. I think you know, had we won that game, maybe even if we if it had finished a nil nil draw, I think he'd have likely got the boot the next uh, you know on the on the Monday morning and. That just shows how confidence in football and how quickly things can turn around. And like you say, hopefully this can now be the catalyst for us with the full crowd, a couple of the American guys over, the new manager watching before he officially takes charge on Monday. Hopefully, you know, this can be a catalyst for us to start going. They're they're doing really well this season, obviously. They're up to third now in the league on 42 points. Uh, As we said, they were on the poor run and then we came along. And what they've done is since, since we've played them in the last five, they've won three and drawn two. And it's very much been a formation change, which seems to have sort of... uh, Change their fortunes round. It's it's a bit of a, a a combination of a lack of a few players, and I guess potentially just Lee Johnson trying trying something new. But they've gone to a three at the back, and there's, there's variations of sort of a, a three four one two and a three four three depending on the personnel available. And, and since they've done that, like I say, in the last five one three drawn two, so they're on good form going into this one. Well, as you're saying, obviously, um, we want to hear from you too. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Sunderland now, but um, any input, any advice, any um, observations that you've got on Sunderland, um, let us know. We would love to share the knowledge. Um, also, keen to hear any views about um, the lineup tomorrow. We, um, this question from MW, I think I would um, open up to, the, um, to everyone who's watching and listening as well, because it's difficult to call what might happen tomorrow because we've effectively got three formations that we could play from. The 4-4-2 from the first half of Barrow, second half against Wigan, the 3-5-2 second half against Barrow, or going back to the 4-2-3-1, which we think might be McKenna's favourite option, and you kind of think that would make sense. But we will talk about Ipswich after we've talked about Sunderland. So give us your views on those, because I don't think... Seven, I've got any insights on that better than anyone else. Um, it's difficult to research that, whereas we can do a little bit of research on Sunderland. So let's 
head back to Sullen Seb. Um, and I guess if I was to give folk some cause for optimism, crumb, crumbs of comfort. Fair to ben say, last week. crumbs of comfort. It's yeah. fair to say that Sullen are more of a home team than they are an away team, perhaps. Very much so, yeah. The away form is definitely mid-table, isn't it? Played 10, only won four, drawn two and lost four. Uh, goal difference of minus five away from home. Uh, so they're, they're very much mid-table away. They're very much a home. So I think the, ho- I think the home side is, is it third, I think, a third or fourth um, in the league. So they're, they're not great on their travels. It's their home wins that are really, really keeping them up there. And interestingly, I saw uh, on the, one of the, the, the websites I was reading earlier, they've won the same number of ga- home games this season so far as they won in the entirety of last season. So they've really, really sorted out their home form. And that is why they they are they are up there at the moment. That last time out was sorry, Go. sorry. Last last time out was at the Stadium of Lights. Uh, beat Plymouth two uh, one. Obviously, Plymouth had a bit of a rocky spell um, since yeah since Ryan Lowe moved on to to Preston. They sort of peaked by beating us, and then well, along came Ipswich. There's <laughs> um, a recurring theme here, isn't there? And they started to make their way down the table. But that's a great result for them. You know, goals from Nathan Broadhead and Daniel Neal. Um, and they um, yeah they like I say they're, they're third on merit and they're, they're looking pretty good. I think I can see Rotherham, Wigan, and Sunderland starting to pull away a little bit. I think in the new year. Do you think? I think Rotherham and Wigan, but I do think that Oxford and Sunderland have got this you do talk you mentioned it the streakiness about them that doesn't take much to rear its head again you know if they don't win tomorrow for example if for somehow we manage to contrive a win out of tomorrow which I'm not predicting by the way you can see how that might unsettle things and suddenly it's back to square one because they do have injuries which we'll talk about shortly um but it is in Lee Johnson's locker, isn't it? Uh, and, and their supporters weren't particularly happy with him a few weeks ago. I had a son and a fan on Twitter when we sat Paul Cook saying, do you want Lee Johnson? And I kind of thought, well, it could do worse. <laughs> um, so it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they go on another, you know, they're very up and down. Um, worth mentioning this away form, though, as you said, only four wins only, four wins away, but four defeats away. A, a negative goal difference though, away from home of minus five. Um, they are 10th in the away league table for all the good that that's worth. But as we said, maybe some crumbs of comfort there. Um, talk to us about um, there's some stats here, Seb, and the kind of style of play we, we might expect. I mean, it's a Lee Johnson team possession. I, the number I've got is 53% on average possession per game, which isn't particularly exciting or, or surprising. I don't think it's particularly it's about average. Either, it's sort of, yeah, top third is it? It's top, top third in the league, mid, roughly. Yeah, top half of the table. Yeah. Not, not certainly not top six. So it's not. You know, I, I've the research that I found actually um, suggests they score quite a lot of set piece goals as well. We know that to our cost as well. But yeah, tell us about their attacking attributes, the defensive attributes, maybe a little bit of style of play and stuff like that. Yeah, so 38 goals scored. So they've scored one more than we have so far this season. It's a very similar record in that respect. That works out 1.8 goals per game. They average 13 shots per game, so they like to get their shots off, which we didn't really see at the Stadium of Light, to be honest with you. You know, the the, the effort from... An away number, by the way. The home oh, number sorry, is okay, not fair enough. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Uh, the the well, nine still high. On- on Still goal, high. I think was one of the first ones, uh, the first shot on target of the game. They tend to create two big chances per game. So they're pretty clinical. They'll create roughly what they score. So it's not that they're missing loads of chances. They're pretty clinical with Ross Stewart up front in the chances that they're taking. And like you said, a decent number of set piece goals. Nine out of their 38 goals have come from set pieces, as like you said, as we know. And when you've got someone of the quality of Aidan McGeady, who shouldn't be playing tomorrow, he's been uh, he's been absent for the last few weeks. But you know, as we found to our cost, he can he can deliver a quality ball when needed. And and I guess Alex Pritchard is the one that's sort of taken that mantra on at the moment. Uh, they do concede 
concede, though. 25 goals conceded. So, like I said, another sort of a crumb for comfort, uh, which is 1.2 per game. So, hopefully, we can get at them. Uh, only kept six clean sheets so far in the league this season, but only one on the, one road, on the road, interestingly. Yeah, only yeah. one on the road. Six in total, only one on the road. So, this all ties into the, the, the very average mid-table away form, um, which is being sort of propped up by their amazing home form. And again, I, this is where I look really clever or really stupid. Um, it's a thin line with me. My random fact for Sutherland, um, and I found this league table thing that I really love now, first half league table, second half league table, and Sutherland very much a first half team. If we keep them out at half time, there's a really good chance that you know, there's something we can build. I mean, it goes without saying, if you keep it nil-nil all the time, it's something to build on. But Sullen win a lot of their points and one of their matches by being ahead at half-time. They're 12th in the second half table. So they're kind of get in front and sit back. I know, obviously, that was different against us, but worth noting that. I mean, on the first half um, table alone, as in the results at half-time, they're third. And as I said, 12th on second-half performances. So... You know, away form, not great. Second half form, not fantastic. We're trying to find these little rays of lights there. We're doing our best, aren't we? Um, let's talk about formations then, um, because you said that the Ipswich match, the defeat for us was a bit of a game... Oh, it's going to use the word game changer. Game changer. It was a bit of a moment where things changed. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah, so they... they... We were expecting a 4-2-3-1 on that day because that's what they'd played pretty much every game for the entire season, apart from a couple of variations in the, the EFL trophies and the, and the League Cups. So they went to two up front um, and that kind of, you know, I think it sort of threw us a little bit, I guess. They, their fans weren't expecting that. And since then, like I said earlier, they've very much gone to a three at the back. Now, part of that is because they've got major issues with their left-back position. It was Luke O'Neill and the guy that scored against us who filled in there in we the like game. We like I like him. Yeah, the, he came across really well in that non, documentary, didn't he? Yeah, the non-Sunderland Luton supporters. Group. Absolutely nothing. He seemed like a really nice guy. I've actually rewatched yeah. that in the last couple of weeks since we played them last. I've rewatched the entire thing, and yeah, he just seems like a, a good guy. But he was getting a lot of stick um, pre-match uh, in the uh, in the pubs and stuff before the Sunderland game away, so they weren't too keen on him. But they've got major issues. They signed a guy in the summer who's is injured. Denver Holm might be back uh, for his first appearance of the season, but it was kind of this left-back issue, which I guess forced their hand to go to the the three at the back. And that's what we're expecting tomorrow. It'll either be a 3-4-1-2 or a 3-4-3 three, three, or, or some kind of variation of that. I, I think uh, Sofa score let me down because it looked like a bit of a Christmas tree. But I think, it, yeah, I think they definitely do the wide centre-backs thing. But I think it is very much a 3-4-3, three, three, I think. Um, yeah, and, and they're very strong down the right hand. So we'll come on to personnel shortly. But one of their major focuses is down the right hand side. And they've got to go on loan yeah. from Union Berlin who is a striker or a, or a right attacking forward player. Yeah, we disagree kind of about in. this guy, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I, 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 I think he's filling in at wing-back and you're adamant he's kind of not, a left-winger, left-winger bombing on. Left-winger, he's a left-winger. Left, a left-winger yeah. bombing on. He is a left-winger. I, so I think he is, um, I, I think he is, in the in the team sheets, I think he's being allocated as a wing-back and he can play left or right. I don't think he's got the positional discipline to stay there. I think his inclination is to push forward. So again, in, in respect to trying to find opportunities or um, things that might work in our favour, I don't think his defensive sensibilities are good enough. I think it's kind of similar to playing Quion Edwards or Wes Burns as a right wing back. Yeah. You know that they are familiar with playing up the pitch. And I don't think he's... I, it, it just feel like a, a temporary situation because of lack of personal, as you said. Yeah. But I do think he would he'll drift. 
higher and higher of the pitch. So and I, I think Lee Johnson realised that, doesn't he? Because he plays Bailey Wright as the right-handed centre-back yeah. behind him. So I think he yeah. does that to compensate. You've got Bailey Wright as the right-handed centre-back, Tom Flanagan in the middle, and then Callum Doyle, the young lad on loan from Man City, plays on the left. Uh, so I, I think, I think, yeah, Lee Johnson is, is in agreement with you and he puts that experienced body in there uh, to make up for the deficiencies of the guy playing out position ahead of him. But four goals... For Dejaka, isn't it? And yeah, and scored, Gooch scored on the twice. other sides gets. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he gets the he gets the goals, and Gooch gets the assist, doesn't he? Yeah, Gooch is an injury doubt. So he was subbed at half time in the Plymouth win. Um, one report said he had no chance of making it, and then Lee Johnson's come out saying he'll face a late fitness test, so he might well slot. And if he doesn't, I'm not sure who they're playing the left wing back role because a nine is out as well. It might be this Denver Holm guy makes his first appearance of the season, but that would be a big, big ask for him to you know to do 90 minutes in a wing back role. So I guess we'll we'll see what they're going to do there. Um, and then yeah, like they, they will look to bomb on, and that is a, potentially an area where we could look to to exploit it. I'm guessing Wes Burns isn't going to be back tomorrow. We've not really heard have we but he's not going to be there tomorrow to, to make the most things so it's going to be on the full backs to kind of push up and really look to exploit the space in behind them one player that we were we were talking about is being a high potential player who hasn't really made a massive impact who couldn't really get in the team who now has because of this change of formation is Alex Pritchard might be familiar to folk from Huddersfield and also them lot up the road um, starting to make uh, an impression is the Alex, um, Alex Pritchard yeah, yeah, he's sort of got in the number ten role, um, or the 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 sort of of the three. He can, he can play out wide, sort of wide left as well. Very much like Aidan McGeady, he can drift inside on his on his right foot and look to make things happen. And look, he's he's an absolutely class player. He's he's too good for League One level. You know, we said last time we did this show was I think it was me and Ben did the Sunderland game. Uh, we said you know he's had some big big money moves in the past in the in the Premier League and stuff. So he's a a, a top class player for this league, and he's finally starting to get going and starting to tick a little bit. He's got two goals and three assists. Um, he's going to be sort of their main their main attacking creative outlet uh, with the two players behind him in the, the sort of the, the double pivot being Carl Winchester who was right back last time we saw him he sort of had to fill in due to injuries he's now gone to uh, back to his favoured position of central midfield alongside Daniel Neal who's got six assists so far this, for the season and, and came through their academy scored last week as well obviously yeah. I mean no doubt who the star man is Seb but he has he's not He's not going to put a shift in. He is going to be waiting for the chances and pouncing, isn't he? Very much a poacher. Yeah, Ross Stewart, very much a poacher. 11 goals for the season. I think he was on that when we played them last time, actually. Oh, really? I think, he had the same, I think so. I think he had the same number of Macaulay Bon, if I remember correctly. So very much like Bon, he's kind of gone off the ball and not scored for the last few games. I'm sure you're going to look this up and, and probably instantly correct me. But yeah, I mean, he's he very against, much the He scored against Morecambe, but yeah, you're right. He, he scored against Rotherham, but since... Since playing us, um, he's only scored he's got once. one. Has he? Yeah, one since yeah, playing us in the last five games or so. So a little bit out of form. Maybe he's the star man, like you say, and it's come out of nowhere really. He uh, he only scored a couple of goals last season, but he's really taken his chance this year with the likes of Charlie Wyke and Maguire and stuff moving on, and Will Grigg going out on loan again. So. He's really taken his chance and he is very much their star member. Like you said, he's, he's not going to be pressing from the front or, you know, really looking to to run himself into the ground for the team like Bond does for us. He's very much a poacher. He's going to want all those all those sort of six-yard chances and look to gobble them up. And then the yeah. one alongside him is Nathan Broadhead, who's on loan from um, on loan from Everton. Uh, he started up against us. He's got four goals so far this season. He's likely to either pair with him in a two up front or if it's the 3-4-3, the three, three, he'll be out slightly to the right with, uh, with Pritchard slightly to the left of, of Stewart. And then, and I guess Spoker, you mentioned I think briefly, Embleton, who he was, he had a really good start to the season, but presumably he's not featured much of late. We've talked about Aidan O'Brien; he's he's always kind of a perennial yeah. bench option for them, there or thereabouts. Um, but McGeady's kind of disappeared out of the team. 
He has, yeah. So he, I think his last appearance was against Shrewsbury, which was sort of 23rd of November-ish. Um, but I couldn't find any information on injuries or something. So I, I assume it is an injury because, you know, he's one of their key players, isn't he? Um, I assume he'll be straight back in when he's when he's fit again. But uh, but no, he's not been in the last few games. So hopefully he will, he'll be missing on the weekend. Because he always seems to play well against us as well. I remember even when we batted them yeah. like 5-2 under Mick at Portman under the lights one night. I'm sure he scored like two absolute worldies on the night, you know, and he got the, he got an, a, the penalty against us... Uh, a couple of well, a few weeks ago, a month ago, whatever he was now. Yeah, yeah so he, he's one of those players that I think you know will really look to, to damage us, but hopefully he won't be there. Fingers crossed. Let's go back to the comments. And um, we asked for your insights about what um, John McGrail is likely to do tomorrow. Um, Seb, um, keep that in the back of your mind because I'm going to come to you, um, or I'm going to get your your pins on on these certainly. Um, firstly, David, even chaps, plan scuppered by COVID. David, um, sending you all the best for a recovery, and hopefully it's nice and mild and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he's predicting a three-one, as always. Come on, you blues. Um, MW, let's not do four-two-three. Well, there's an extra player there. Um, maybe we should do four-two-three-two, um, but presumably doesn't want to do the Paul Cook's old formation. But we have. I, mean, I think it was Ben's insight that McKenna does favour that. But I I quite like the three five two in the second United, half against Barrow. United did play that a fair few times on the Solskjaer, didn't they? You had Maguire sort of left of a of a back three with Shaw and Wambasaka bombing on. So you know McKenna must have had input into that and stuff. So without a squad, a three five two I think would potentially favour us. You know to get the two yeah. up front, and then you can look to get Wolfenden back in the side for that ball player from centre. You know to bring the ball out quickly from from the back and look to build through the middle and stuff. Yeah, I do, I, I do like that. I I don't think he'll do it though, sadly. But he'll, you know, what do we know? What do we know? Um, Lee Johnson said it takes three weeks training to learn a new, new formation. So interesting. They changed it mid-season, and and I guess that's what good coaches are doing, right? So they are always evolving and adapting, and and that I guess is a big criticism of, of Paul Cook. It's, which is what lost him his job ultimately, isn't it? Let's be honest; it was the complete lack of a plan B that was the reason why, sadly, he couldn't ever really get us going. Because you know, once once a team scored against us, we knew we weren't going to change anything. We'd sub a, a right winger for a right winger, we'd sub a striker for a striker, and it would always be the four-two-three-one. So you'd like to think with McKenna now, you know, if he's done multiple sort of you know formations with, albeit with you know vastly superior players at Man United. Hopefully, we might see a little bit of variation there, and and if not just hopefully something in-game and a a proper plan B for when things aren't going to plan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, 
automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Yeah, we mentioned, um, Eric's mentioned the injuries. We talked about that. Um, Luca Nine, a utility player, is, is obviously going to be a big miss there. Um, Charlie D is asking us about um, people staying out of COVID. I've heard two names, Seb. Have you heard two names? I have. Did we three, hear them from external heard, sources? Well, yes. Cameron... Cameron Humphrey. He's not. He's a. He's a contact of a. He's a contact, contact. of a roommate, isn't he, or something? Yeah. And, and I we've heard... heard two names in the first team squad, haven't we? Yeah. Are we allowed to say them? Do you think? No, we'll keep that under wraps now, just just in case Lee Johnson. I thought it'd be. I thought it was out in the public domain, but I'm. Do you know? What? I'm not going to gamble, but I have heard two. I don't names. think it is. No, McGreal came out today and said we've got a couple of lads who've dropped out due to right. contacts. Apparently, we've had. He said we've had no positive cases ourselves, um, but a couple of players are having to isolate because of the you know the rules, the isolation rules. If it's the Omicron variant, are different to if it was the old Delta variant and stuff. So, I guess uh, yeah, we won't mention them. Moving through, yeah. So what one is uh, uh, one is player who's been in the team recently, and one is not. So there you go. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, Bits, thank you so much. Bits has been super generous the last few weeks. He's obviously seen my Christmas lights and has figured out that it's Christmas time. Um, time to let that expectation go and watch this new guy bed in, ready for a big a push next season. Pride and McGrill and how professional he's been. Can't agree with that more, Bits. Totally with yeah, you there. Thank right. you so much for your generosity. We really appreciate it, Bits. Um, Bits is brilliant. Um, Turbo the Sailor. Um, follow him on Twitter. Takes brilliant photos. Try to avoid him on a match day if you're like me and wearing the wrong glasses and looking a bit chubby because you've been eating too much food. Um, but he takes brilliant photos. We've used some in our in our videos. I'm hoping to use some more there, Bits. And make it worth your while for that as well. But thank you so much for the super chat. If you want to do likewise, if you're watching on YouTube, the little um, S button, the kind of dollar button you can see there is the way to do that. Otherwise, head over to bluemondayitfc.co.uk. Let me put the link up there. All the details about um, what you can do to support us there if you want to. We don't expect it. We appreciate it. But we will always do this free of charge. Um, you can find there. Let's head back to the comments. I've now had to skip around, Seb, so I'm padding. Can you tell I'm padding? Can you tell, Seb, e that I'm padding? Ever, ever the professional. Tell us something. About, uh, we'll come to your fact of the week in a second. I've got my own fact of the week, um, too. Jules, boom. Um, with the squad we have, I honestly think our best. Yeah, me and Jules. Clever. Smart. It got promoted last time under Burley, didn't it? It, it, it does seem it to is. work, but I guess we'll see what the what the, Eric the Clapton, new man thinks. Not too long ago, we were winning 5-2. That was on that Sutherland Till I Die documentary. This mm. feels like an opportune moment to chuck in my fact of the week, um, or another fact of the week, which is that win at the Stadium of Lights, Seb, means that Sunderland have won more games against us in our head-to-head -head record overall. 24 wins for Sunderland, only... Um, only 24 for Sunderland, 23 for us, eight draws in all competitions there. So Sunderland, after that unreasonable, unfair win in the Stadium of Light, now have the bragging rights overall, but we can make a difference to that tomorrow. Um, FPL is going at 3-5-2. FPL tractor, we want to know, Seb and I, when can we start to swear? Because we're kind of 40 minutes in now. We've, we've been really... Usually when 101 ramps up, we'll start just hurling abuse at each other. We've been trying really hard, FPL tractor. So if you can green, give us the green light on at least one curse word, we'd really appreciate that. Michael, 3-5-2 with the wingbacks pushing up to make it 3-5-2. Um, looks like a lot of people like that formation, um, Seb. Can uh, you see the big boys in the Premier League starting to do? You know, Conte always yeah, plays a three I mean, at the back and... 
that's the popular one at the moment. But it is, and these things are cyclical, aren't they? You know, four three three was all the rage a couple of years ago, and now it looks like people are going for three at the back. And like I said, with the people we've got, I would suggest it does favour us better because you know you've got you can, like I said, you can get Edmondson in the middle, Burgess on the left, and, and Wolf on the right for some balance and some ability to bring the ball out of out of play. You've got either Danassian or or Vincent Young at the uh, on the right wing back position, and it allows you to get Fraser potentially in as well, doesn't it? Into his favoured sort of number eight role, oh, the left of a, of a three. So you know it, it, it does seem to tick a lot, a lot of boxes, but we'll have to see apparently McHenry is definitely 4-2-3-1 man Luco 9 my favourite footballers right now um, Jules for all the entertainment you, um, for all the entertainment you lads bring every week it was just till I die Legend. Jules thank you so much um, really appreciate that Jules thanks so much for that um, uh, VIP in terms of Blue Monday yeah, I mean all the people on who are watching right now so wouldn't you say are the VIPs of the Blue Monday. We're a community, aren't we? So Absolutely. we appreciate you all. But the, the the people right here, right now, the ones listening as well later on on demand, you're the ones who matter most. So thank you for that, Jules. Really appreciate that. Merry Christmas to you. Back to the comments. Um, we're getting some lineups. I probably need to figure out these how these look. Uh, well, firstly, Blue. Selena and Burns will miss out this week. We think that's pretty certain. But certainly burns, but I think Selena definitely will burns. Yeah, it. apparently, yeah, apparently that neither are going to make it. So FBI tractor Walton Wolfenden. Is this a four? Do you think that okay. looks Wolfenden, like a four at the back? Wolfenden at right back, I think, doesn't it? Ilmer Zinni, Morsey Fraser, Penny. No, it's a three. Oh no, two. sorry, yeah, it's wing backs. Yeah, Bonnen Chaplin. Is that Chaplin up front for you, FBI tractor? Get back to us. Let us know whether you're playing Bon and Chaplin up front. That's an interesting one, Seb. Would you, if it's a two up front, would you play Piggott and Bon? I think so. I mean, I, I personally, I played. I think I'd play Norwood and and Bon. Um, he has deserved it, hasn't he, Norwood? I, I think so. Yeah. I, like I said, I didn't watch the Barrow game, so I don't know how he got on there. But you know, he's he's taken his chance and scored at, at Wigan, and he just gives us something different, doesn't he? He's that player who can make the ball stick. He's kind of schooled in the dark arts a little bit, which you do need at this level. So I, I, I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised to see him start up front alongside Macaulay Bon tomorrow. Um, New manager, new hope, 100, sh- 100 shots, 100 goals, <laughs> says Michael. Let's not get his hopes up too much. Um, I did put this up before FBI tried to could that first half, second half thing be also their fans getting on their back if they're not winning. Yeah, that just feel like their, their fan. I mean, and that might be a factor of the home of the away thing as well, Seb, because that home support when it's with you is so powerful, but away from home, not so much. I mean, they'll bring good numbers there, but an interesting observation from a field track, do you think? Yeah, well, all it, it won't take much for them to turn at all. We saw it at the Stadium of Light. You see it in all the Sunderland documentaries. You know they are kind of almost on the cusp a little bit. So if we could, hopefully, maybe score early, and you know we've got twenty nine thousand people in the stadium and they're all rocking. Hopefully, they could start to uh, to, to fold a little bit. Bring the noise, as Mark Detmer says. Um, on that, realistically, what do we expect the attendance to be tomorrow? It feels like. The C word, not Christmas. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll announce. They'll announce twenty nine thousand. 800 or something won't they uh was it a 29600 yesterday i think it was yeah. so they'll announce something along those however yeah you might find there's a fair few seats around the place given given the current situation we've got going on and i think it's worth saying we respect whatever your decision is to go Absolutely. tomorrow it's certainly not a, a decision that you should make on the basis of the opinions of other people and and that kind of stuff so you what, decide what, right what to you do what, yeah and your family with you know. with christmas coming as well so yeah yeah um, here's Jules lineup said what do you think of this uh, Humphreys in we think Humphreys will miss out by the way yeah I guess he's got him in there in the left the left wing back kind of role hasn't he um, who's but young yeah, though, Jules another yeah I don't know who young is another, another three at the back another, 
<laughs> Ashley Young on loan. Another uh, another three at the back shout. And, and and yeah, I agree. Bonner Norwood up front is is pretty decent, I'd say, at this level. Christmas tree formation. Here's Michael again. We play Christmas pudding formation. The Christmas bants is here. This is what we want. Um, David W. Wolfen and um, won't be a solid centre back under the new management. He says. I don't know. I think Wolfen has got a chance. He's, yeah, he's looked so good the first year we came back down. Struggled a little bit last year, but he's got all those attributes. And I guess Cook never really trusted him or wanted to make his mark and bring his own men in. But for me, I'd have I'd have Wolfen in the team. I can see the argument. I guess in a in a back two, Edmondson is a hundred percent nailed on. And I guess you know you go for the physicality of Toto, the balance of Burgess. But but for me, Wolfen should be right up there because he's got something the other ones haven't got. He can bring the ball out and link play really really well. Yep, Kirk. De Giorgio, one of, another one of these good names that I love saying. Um, thank you so much for the super chat. He is encouraged by the new appointment, a modern setup after years of old school management. We lost ground on many teams in this respect. I totally agree, and, I, and that's why I'm kind of encouraged by this appointment, Seb. Um, it kind of has the sense of Liam Manning. We're but finally with, joining the 21st century. But it's a coach, and no disrespect to Liam Manning, obviously, who's, who's doing a, a brilliant job at MK. But um, Kieran McKenna is... is He's been coaching Man United, Man United and Spurs. Ronaldo and Pogba. You really yeah. have to hope, don't you? Um, Kirk, thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that. Thank you for your support. Um, I'm feeling a lot of pressure for us to have to do more giveaways and, and mugs and all that kind of stuff in the new year. So keep your eyes peeled, folks, on that. We do appreciate your support. Thank you so much for that. Um, getting back to the comments to see if I can pick up where we left off. Uh, lots of chat in the comments with folk correcting each other which i will leave you to do here we've got a score prediction though say we've got a one nil is that an away win is that an away win to sunderland okay fair enough i kind of personally feel don't like... think we'll, we'll do predictions at the end obviously but i don't think we'll win tomorrow personally i think you and me might have the same score tomorrow i've, I've got, got a feeling we're gonna say this thing sunderland win. oh yeah oh, okay yeah. No. I've, um, got, I've got i'm going one all i really hope i'm wrong i mean this is, something that I wake, this is something I wake up and say most days I hope I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but I just think that so, there's something to be said for momentum and Sunderland have that at the moment. We're off mm-hmm. the back of Barrow. Admittedly, a lot of first-team players weren't involved in a probably benefits from a bit of a rest. Um, but I just think it will take a small mistake, a little bit of a lapse of concentration, and Sunderland will exploit that. And, and that's okay. probably my fear. And also... I'm concerned by our defensive setup for set pieces, and we know that Sunderland will score. Here you go. Sunderland will score from a corner, guys, tomorrow. There you go. I've said it now. Well, you've brought back the old Rich's predictions from the start of the season. Yeah, that banned. Sorry, guys. Um, but that's my fear tomorrow. I hope I'm wrong. And I also think that the pack up Portman Road, the ownership, we've got people talking about that, um, will make a positive psychological impact as well. You have to hope Kieran McKenna's going to be in the stand as well. Yeah. Um, John McGrill has talked about the new manager bounce. You have to hope, Seb, that that has an impact, don't you? And that's why I'm I'm slightly positive. I'm going to go for there the one or draw. Yep, three um, one. There you go. Three uh, one. Yeah, the BT promotion um, prediction. Keep the faith. Come on, you blues. Um, Eric Clapton's is just he's on my naughty list now. Fraser's. I love Scott Fraser. There you go. I've said it. I but we don't. We, we don't. We don't play to suit him. We do don't we? exploit he, him. He we doesn't fit in. We, we, yeah. We've signed him for a position. You know, we don't play. So you know, he's not a ten. He's not a wide left. He's he's, he's said it himself, isn't he? He's a uh, the left side Number of a three. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. We if don't. We don't else... At the moment, we don't play that. He can't work in a four four two. So. Right. He's only choice. He's only well. He's only, right. it's true, isn't it? He's only, he's only choice is well, uh, three. With, you can't work in a four four two. How about that? How about Brilliant. them apples? He's gone. He's the brandy in his history town. Craig Forrest mug is finally kicking in. Braces of the old tractor. The uh, the profanity is incoming. 
I, I, if, if you like Scott Fraser like me, can you let me know in the comments? I, I like him a lot. I agree with you. But I just I think at the moment, him. given how we play, I think we've got better options. All right. Um, whatever, Seb. Um, As the stats um, back up. FBR tracks are, are under-23s. It's interesting to see what the John McGrill situation is. If he suddenly leaves... I don't, now, I don't think he will. No, I don't think he will. It would suggest that he was brought in as an interim manager, wouldn't it? But no, you expect him to stick around with Dyer. I, I think quite, he'll stay around. Yeah, I think he undermines Dyer, though, because I really hope that Dyer's got a future as a, as a coach in the first team, and maybe even more so. You know, he, I think Dave, Dyer's got a big contribution to make going forward. I'm just yeah, worried but that Dyer has real... got Dyer's got a couple of health issues, so we don't he know has. what his, okay, fair, his yeah. situation is. He might have to take a bit of time away, and McGrill's coming yeah. to help out and stuff. And I think the appointment of McKenna kind of shows us that the rest of the structure of the club will remain the same. You know, the fitness guys, the conditioning guys, uh, the under-23s, the academy side of it, I think all that will remain constant no matter who we appoint from now on. We've gone to this 21st century model of having a proper structure in place, and all we have to do, instead of changing everything every time we fire a manager, is simply replace two or three bodies from the, the first-team coaching staff so I, I don't think McGree will be going anywhere. I think he's stepped up really well. You know, he, he says all the right things. He's a bit of a bit of a hero, isn't he, given what he's done for us in the past and stuff. He's, he's had it very, very tough, let's be honest. You know, he's had no yeah. time to do anything. Um, and, uh, and I fully, Yeah, and I think I think he'll do well in the under-23s. But but equally, I wouldn't be surprised if end of the season he gets a, you know, a, a, a League 2 job or something elsewhere. Yep, good luck to him. Um, thank you, Bits. We appreciate that. Um, we're not going anywhere as far as I'm concerned for now. Um so thank you for that. Um, and he will miss Walt and I'll miss Christian Walt, Very my busy so. mate. I did a really Ooh. excellent interview with us. The interview you do when he leaves. <laughs> what, did, yeah. what did you do to him? <laughs> Scared I him off. I, and I deliberately didn't ask him questions about his future because I thought that might be a bit leading or contentious. Um, but yeah, maybe it's my fault. Um, and then they joked last night, you know, you should interview Toto. Yeah, I'm not having that either. That's rude to both of us. I'm not having that. Um, what else have we got? Um, yeah, um, very Ipswich people. There you go. The VIPs that we're talking about, even to you guys. Still out there, the VIPs. They're very Ipswich people. I like that. Um, he wants Chaplin up front just off bond, Seb. Yeah, it'd be good. A free roll kind of, you know, what we know about Chaplin is he loves to get forward and support the the striker, doesn't he? He's kind of a, a shadow striker in the role he plays if you're an FM sort of player like I am. So he'll very much get around there. Bit of a pest, causes a nuisance. And yeah, I've got no issue with that, really. But but for me, I would, I would personally still start Norwood. Um. And I, I played Nord as Sublane Energy. There you go. Um, boom. Um, Jefferson Riley mentioning game changer folks in the stands. And we've heard from, if you haven't listened to Burke, um, Mark Detmer, um, their interview with the club, um, we've retweeted it from the Blue Monday Twitter account at Blue Monday ITFC or follow the official club Twitter, but maybe just follow us. Um, <laughs> definitely worth listening to that. They are, they are up for it. They're excited. They're pumped. Great to they? hear yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Really pumped. love that. Um, KVY, Vincent Young, obviously. Thank, sorry, Jules. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Um, there you go. Score prediction, Desmond, 2-2. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think well, I, I just can't see us scoring two goals at the minute, if I'm being honest. That's the pessimist in me. Actually, Norwood last minute winner, then a second bricking for mouthing off at the three lines. <laughs> Love that. Drama. We want that. Um, Seb, we've, um, we will come back to the comments. I just want to get... Um, well, I, I don't want to. I want to play your theme tune. Here we go. Here's, here's Seb's theme tune, everyone. A 
Sunderland were once involved in a three-game half of football. Uh, back on September the 1st, 1894, so obviously a hell of a long time ago, uh, the referee was delayed getting to the match. <laughs> well, so I, uh, don't go technical on this. A hell of a long time ago. Yeah, it's the official term. Um, I, the, yeah, the official was delayed getting to the match, so a qualified person from the crowd came and took over. They played the first half, and they were playing Derby, and Sunderland were 3-0 up. The referee then arrived and said, look, I'm here now. What do you want to do? Do you want to crack on and play the second half, or do you want to start again from fresh, and I'll just referee the whole game? Derby, because they were three 0 down at half time, said, "Well, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll start again and hopefully, you know, get a better result." So they did. They played it again. So they played three different halves and they lost eight 0 in the end. So restarting <laughs> the game did absolutely nothing for them. Um, but yeah, well, I that's quite an interesting, uh, an interesting duel that I found. There you go. Seb's fact of the week, as always. Um, and if it's not entertaining, it's informative, and that is what we want. That is what we want. I'm going to put your theme tune up again, Seb. Sorry. Here we go. Um, just a few plugs before we move further forward. Um, Blue Monday ITFC.co.uk um, is where you can find all the details. Um, our, our running order for the week in terms of shows is on there. The links to our YouTube, our podcast feeds are on there. Um, how to support the channel, that kind of stuff is on there too. Um, so do head over there um, and get involved with what's going on there. Um, worth mentioning, the flagship show will be back on Monday morning. I'm hoping it might be out Sunday night. We might record a little bit earlier. Um, so keep a lookout for that. I think it's me, Craig, and Dave. I think the Holy Trinity, given it's Christmas. Best, pe- best people. Yeah, VIPs. Um, very Ipswich people. So keep a lookout for that. Talking about Sunderland um, and all that jazz. And we'll probably we'll figure out the strategy for Christmas and New Year shows. Obviously, um, keep an eye on what's happening with fixtures and so on. Um, but there will be content of some kind out there. So we'll let you know there. As again, all the details there are on our socials. Keep a lookout for that. Um, also worth mentioning if you are um if you if you get up early of a morning um and like listening to the radio, you might find one of the Blue Monday team. I think it might be Ben yeah. or Craig. We'll be on Talksport tomorrow at six thirty AM. The primetime slot, that's what we call it. Um talking about Kieran McKenna and all things it was just down. So if you are um you might be awake for lots of reasons, cricket or you might have small people running around at that time of the day um talk sport tune in um, and hear what ben's got to say or craig we, we don't know um about um kieran mckenna and what's going on at town so um and more good um involvement in media from the blue monday team so we like that um seb should we we will let's do room 101 and then we will finish by blitzing through the comments how about that uh, let's do room 101 And a good week for you, Seb, if I put the league table up there. Nicely poised, I think, is how I would describe this after your yeah, um, big but... weight to flag offside decisions, largely in the in the VAR era, isn't it? Yeah, more so. Ben continues to anger people by slagging them off and then asking for their votes in Room 101. So it always, it always works quite well Who's when I go up against now? him. He's slagging Ben right or chucking him oh. right under the bus. I just sit back and let him let him stir up and, and, and suggest people on Twitter are silly and then uh, they don't vote for him. It's a brilliant brilliant strategy I've adopted. I can't, I can't believe you're getting whole points for these. Then you should be getting half points for these these gimmies. It was quite close actually. It was it was much closer I'm, than I'm, you you're making it. Was out. Six, it was sixty forty. That's close. That's close for no, one on one. No, I'm, no. I'm, I'm I'm hunting you down. You've, yeah, you've done are. an Ipswich. You've peaked too soon. You you can't handle being the hunted, as Paul Lambert said once. I'm the Paul Lambert of Room One Hundred and One, yeah, aren't I? Got you. Um, 
I'm going to let you go first because you have probably got a, you're going to win this week, aren't you? Go on. Have you, have go you got one yet? You were, you were struggling to think yeah, of one about an I'll hour make ago. It up so. on the day. Brilliant. So, uh, so my one this week, it was mainly sort of brought to me sort of last night. So, like I said, I went to Anfield last night and sort of 30, 39 minutes, six minutes before half time, and then 84 minutes. Everybody, well, not everybody, hundreds of people just get up and, and, and start to walk towards the concourse. And I thought, okay, fair enough. There's COVID issues, etc. It's Anfield. There's 60,000 people here. It's probably very, very busy. So I was there with my mate, Antti, and I sort of said to him, is that the norm? And he was like, yeah, that's, that's what they do every single week. People will miss sort of 10, 15 minutes of football uh, by, by going to the concourse and stuff. But what really, really annoys me, I understand people have to leave early to get buses and public transport and train stuff. But what really annoys me is they get up to leave. They're walking in front of you on the row. Something happens on the pitch, and they just stand there in front of you. So you can't see what's going on on the pitch. They just stand there and watch the action. And it's like, could you get out of the way, please? And it's really, really annoying. So my 101 is people that leave early and you know block your view by standing when something exciting happens on the pitch. If you leave early, get straight out and make sure you buy an aisle seat before you... Uh, before get you, out. Uh, yeah, get book an aisle seat and bugger off and don't, don't interrupt other people. I mean, the, you know what the fix is for that problem, Seb, don't you? No. It's, it's to not watch a, a, a Premier League team for which you... It know, happens at our games as well. Absolutely not. I know, I know. It happens at our games. I've, if that's, I've done if that that's as your well. best defence, that... Oh, you, if you block someone's view of you? No, I don't think I did. So what I did... So Rotherham, 2-0, I, I, about 92 minutes, I thought, well, this is this is definitely over. Um, so I walked down the, the, the North Stand Lower Concourse to the stairwell, and there's a, this concrete kind of wall around the stairwell that goes down and I just hover there because Bon had a shot that went wide and then I could go. So I have, I have gone to leave and then lingered. Um, but I did so in a way that didn't inconvenience anyone around me. So okay. that's your issue, isn't it? It's people who, I mean, what is your issue? Cause you should be in your seat. Why is it, why does it matter to you? Well, they stand in front of you. I can't see the pitch because they're leaving and they're standing in front of me to watch oh, okay. whatever chances but, but are occurring on the pitch. They're yeah, they, they in front stop. Of you, people, but... no, people stop. They will actively right. stop and stare at the pitch because something was going to happen to see what's going on, and they are therefore standing directly in front of me, and I can't see the action on the pitch. So, I mean, no, I've got a, I've got a sense that this isn't going to be a vintage freaking room one hundred and one. Now, <laughs> I, the more I hear this, the less sympathy I've got for you. Um, my room one hundred and one, and please let us know in the in the comments if 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 this is even worth putting out in this Twitter vote. My football room one hundred and one is bookies who do league one manager next appointment um bets um it's just so much manipulated by people putting money on random people it's it is as good as pointless it's chucking money away so if someone bet five quid on john terry last week suddenly john terry jumps up from from 20 to one to four to five or something like that you know what i mean it's just they haven't really figured out that at league one level you possibly need to hold back a person or an individual until enough money has been put on them or you need to kind of leave their odds be and then give it a day or so i think bet victor were trying to do that and obviously when the fun stops stop i'm not here to advocate betting i'm just saying certain markets are utterly pointless and i think league one new manager or next manager appointment markets are as good as pointless because i can't imagine a huge amount amount of money went on kieran mckenna i mean there will be he never made the odds theories about that but it just seems to me that if you can bet 10 quid on someone and their odds go from outlandish to suddenly being a favorite and then we have to kind of talk about it or as supporters we kind of oh bloody hell so and so has been linked and that's purely because we haven't got 
any insight as to what's happening in Mark Ashton's office or the hotels wherever he's doing interviews. And the only thing we've got as a reference is the bookies. We're just going to make random conclusions and get really pissed off about stupid names when all it is is people betting. Uh, people, uh, 20 quid bet on so-and-so. Boom. They're the new favourite. Great. That's as scientific as it gets. So my issue, I need to Are figure out how I... Betting league, yeah. You what are you banning? League one, I think. League one, league one managerial bets markets. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just a fool's game, to be honest. I mean, betting is is a questionable thing anyway. I know. I'm sure you say that. I've still got my ten pounds sitting in Sky Bet for Ipswich Town to become a Championship club before 2025 because I was giddy with excitement the day the takeover was announced. There you go. Well, Kieran McKenna could still do the do the the business for you. So I think we've we've got. People leaving games early and lingering around in the way at Anfield. And no, no got, not at Anfield. It happens every game. Happened to you at Anfield. But, okay, to, but I could have been at, I could have been at Barrow and it probably would have happened. I'd imagine a lot of people nah. walked out of Barrow with five five minutes people to left go. Back, yeah, well, they, and and quite right too because they they've travelled a long You're way. Just trying so to got, sabotage it already. You're trying to belittle my belittle my choice. If you haven't figured out that Football Room 101 is partly psychology and partly football, then you've not caught on quick enough. So we've got people leaving grounds early and lingering in a way and League One management. <laughs> yeah, not, not a vintage week. Not a vintage week, is it? Week, is it? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I dare go in the comments. Um, I thought mine was brilliant last night. When I was stood there, I thought, right, this is my 101. And my mate Anthony sort of backed me up. He was like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. You'll definitely win that. And yeah. There we go. Yeah, well, I think well, Lee's backing you up there. Um, I, I think I, I said I the slow week is, is, is very yeah. kind there, Lee. Thank you. Um, I did FBO tracks. I did wonder if the money laid was worth the analysts' hours pay. Exactly right. Jules, Jules. I think this could be a nil nil. <laughs> You're right, Jules. Yeah. I think we've, um, yeah, I think we possibly, this has not been a good one. Um, here we go. Um, bits with some information. It's a low market cap, so any significant... Yeah, there you go. That's my point. That illustrates my point. Don't bother with it. Don't bother with it. Um, okay, Sev, rich versus gambling. <laughs> Sev versus the general public. I think it, in that respect, Charlie, surely surely I win, no? Um, <laughs> you guys need to get more focused on this room one on one stuff. Neil, Neil, board draw. I think, we, I think we will agree. We will put this out on the Twitter poll as always. But maybe I will put nil nil. Maybe we'll get half a point each, Seb, for a nil nil draw. If you look at the comments, Welsh Wizards nailed that. Why didn't we think of that? Put the phrase new era in room 101. Well, this is a, I think possibly we're going to run out of things to put in room 101. I do think maybe there's a new, there's a new feature here. We, we came up with lots of stuff. It's after nine o'clock FBL tractor. Here comes a warning. I think we need a new version of the shit list, don't we? And maybe okay. that that's the kind of thing we we put these token phrases like project and new era, new new era, new 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 era. Maybe we'll do that. We'll, we'll give us some thoughts in the chat if you've got any um, features. But maybe we need to bring back the um, the poop. List. You can't you can't cancel one hundred and one just because you're top of the league. I can do what I want, mate. We have to have a a properly uh, ended format. No, it's not, where... a, no, it's not a democracy. Brilliant. Let me prove that I can do what I want because I'm going to put the f. The, here's the here's the music. I can do what I want. Click. So Thank you, you, start, everyone. you start to lose your yeah. lead, and you're just going to cancel the oh, feature. Oh, shut up, shut up. Brilliant. What we need to do, I'm, I'm doing a face-saving, uh, is it face-saving? 
let's just end on a draw. That's what we should do. Then everyone wins. Football wins. Well, Craig still wins. Craig's still got the best oh, points well, per game ratio. Don't worry. If Craig's watching, I'll find a way to contrive so Craig's, <laughs> Craig's taken out of it. Firstly, he got a two for one one week, which I'm not happy about. I'm still bitter about that one. Um, if you want a shout out or to, to um, give us a prediction for Sunderland, um, get that in the chat now. We will get through as many of the comments as we can. We're going to um, end things shortly. Um, just worth again flagging bluemondayrtfc.co.uk. Worth flagging as well our partners at the Greyhound, um, oh, the best pre-match and post-match venue and venue for, you know, during the week, non-match Anytime. days. Yeah. Head to the Greyhound, great pub, great big outdoor space with heaters, um, have a do, beer. Do we know have, what their new menu is going to be with the new manager? Don't, we no, don't. Not announced yeah, yet. I might have a chat with Dan at the Greyhound and see Kieran, if we can Kieran get... Yeah, we're going to be here for a while. Kieran there's, there's McNuggets. Really... There you go. Boom. Nah. Um, I, I think he got a request from possibly Daryl that... Um, to announce it in the same way that they put the the kind of manager board at Portman Road and revealed <laughs> more inscribed, so, inscribed <laughs> on the on the greyhound <laughs> behind the bar, something like that. But head to the greyhound tomorrow or Saturday, depending on when you listen to this. Um, and why not visit there during the week as well? The great people at the greyhound, we love the greyhound, so give them your support um, just as much as they give um, us their support too. Um, have we had score predictions from you yet, Seb? Yeah, I've, I've mentioned it previously. I'm going for a one-all. A one-all, okay. I think we'll go one-nil down, and then I think McKenna will go down at half-time, and very much like Steve McLaren when we drew four-all against Derby. Four, four. We'll, see, we'll see something incredible happen in the second half. No, I think I think it'll be a one-one draw. Bit of, yep. bit of optimism going into, hopefully, what won't be a cancelled Christmas fixture list. Fingers crossed. Um, and the flagship show back Sunday night, maybe... Um, but definitely Monday morning, you will find the flagship show talking about um, Ipswich Town, Sunderland, um, Craig, Dave, and me talking about that. And we will put our usual ask for questions out full time. If you want to give us a GIF reaction as well, we're trying to do that now as well. Still on that from um, WTF1 for anyone who knows that. So nicked it from them. Um, so if you want to give us just a GIF reaction rather than text, um, then feel free to do that. I'm going to rattle through these comments Um Scott Fraser comes up a lot. I've asked for some Scott Fraser input. Here we go. Jack Berham, I'm, I feel, was the best player we signed in the summer. We just Jack Berham is a genius. There you go. I said it. Thank you, Jack. He realizes it. Jules, though, me and Jules are going to fall out. I thought we were best buddies, Jules. Um, I think he's, I, I just, I like Fraser. I just think he's slow. Um, in the right position, people running off in the kind of a great second half of the season. He's, he's, he swung it back. Well done, Jules. Love that. Um, Cornish. Mariner Fraser is the one player that consistently unpicked defensive blocks. He just needs the ball in the right place. There we go. Um, uh, what else have we got going back a few months? Do we know why they let pitch? And I was never really revealed that. No. Did he? Um, seemed very strange, been... didn't he? Given our defensive frailties at the time, it was very, yeah, very I mean, strange to, to move him on. His choice, perhaps, yeah, but potentially. Obviously, McGreal has come in now, so maybe he fancied um, Barrow away on ICB4. He's living the dream. Um, FPI attracts Scott Fraser will be a great player for us if we play a three, um, three central, three-man central midfield. Could also see Harper playing a similar role. There you go. Um, what else have we got? Uh, old bits. What's this about Tom Lawrence? When we had Tom Lawrence at the club, we loved him. He was sold for two million, which Evans wouldn't pay. What might go for less having only six months left? Wouldn't it be good if our owners bought him? I, yeah, I, yeah, I quite I mean, like it's, it's, it was not going to take much, surely, to secure him. Is it, you know, maybe a 700, 800 grand offer to get him done? I guess his wages are potentially going to be a bit of a, a stumbling block given he's on a, a Premier League 
backup contract goalkeeper. I mean, he could easily be on. He might go to championship. Struggle with, but yeah, championship is yeah. could could blow us out of the wall with that one. But that would be a big, 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 big blow. But don't worry, Hladky can come back in. I think we need to get behind Hladky as well. Um, Michael Warren, is there one player that might be in the 18 that will come out of the Blues? So Morris was in the 18 on Wednesday, Seb against Barrow. Any John McGrath's last I guess, it will de- I guess it will depend on the on the COVID issues. One, if there are people missing, we might see a couple of youths get some some spaces on the uh, on the bench. It was great to see Morris back. Obviously, he's had a terrible time over the last three years with injuries, so great to see him back on the bench. But uh, I think it will be the pretty much the, the what the expected squad for tomorrow. Michael's going for a three-two win. And he's well, not sure great. why. Imagine that. If, that. If, the win is, if the win is in the last minute, wouldn't that be amazing in front of 29,000 Too much so, Michael. <laughs> he's used to it now, Lee. That's the trouble. He's, Michael's used to He's acclimatised. He's, he's one of them now. Um, Craig will be sulking about the cricket if he's on TalkSport. I feel sorry for anyone who loves cricket. I just really don't. Um, Bits, is, Bits is totally... Yeah, he's nailed it. Oh, yeah. But what do Why I put in Bits? Take Ipswich in the FA Cup. Then I have to all remove cup, all Ipswich Town Cup form since two thousand. Yeah, but then, I, then we lose seventy eight, don't we? So, um, can someone put the Talksport thing and post it? I mean, we could post it on our Twitter, Eric, if you prefer. Um, it will be available on demand. We'll try and find a way to link it. Um, Charlie D's supporting you there. Good lad, Seb on Room One Hundred One. Jules is quite right. If you bring back terracing, that is going to sort that issue fpl those betting markets did seem weak we've got there's some there's some support there's some support out there there's some support for our crap choices <laughs> but not a huge amount can you put room 101 into room 101 there you go <laughs> i think that's that's my comment of the week i quite agree with you i think this this feature might have jumped the shark today never mind um just put more work in and keep there you go bits and fbl tractor agreeing with another day um three nil Eric Clacton, confident now. I mean, that would that would be amazing, but me and Anthony, me and Anthony agree. Oh, sadly. miserable! Misery loves company. Um, Charlie Z's going for a one nil. Yeah. Um, bits, bits. I worry. Bits. Come on. If we keep the defeat below three nil, then we'll then we might not feel so bad. Bits. Oh, I want to give you a virtual hug, social distance hug. Um, Michael, thanks for being with us at 1am Sunday morning for the game. All the best from Brisbane. Thanks for joining us, Michael. We appreciate that. Um, FBL's going for a 2 all. Um, Bon and Edmondson. Jules going for a 2-1. Yeah, there you go. 2 nil brain. That's mm. where I'm coming from. Um, do we know if, F- if McKenna is going to be introduced to the pitch tomorrow? So it feels like that should happen, shouldn't it? Yeah, with the ownership group, I guess. Well, they go on the pitch and do a wave. Brett Johnson never did it, did he, when he came across? I think they were going to do... If all five had been there, there'd have been something in the centre circle, wouldn't there? But I guess those plans have been a bit scuppered. So, yeah, I, I can't see why he wouldn't come out and hold the scarf up and wave to the, the, the various scarf, stands yeah. before disappearing off to the director's box. It would make sense. It would make definitely make sense to do that and build a bit of atmosphere before kickoff. I'd maybe do it at half-time. If we're 1-0 down, do it at half-time, maybe. Yeah, what if you're 3-0 down at half-time? Christ. Oh, yeah, game over. No, it? Do it before the game when optimism is highest. All right, there you go. Um, Blue's going for a 2-1. Either way, um, not oh, splinters on the bum there, Blue. We're not we're not convinced either way. That's fine. Um, David's uh, loved to head to the ground. Oh, COVID. Um, Dan may miss more. Yeah, David bankroll in the Greyhounds, as most of us uh, most of us do. That's quite right. Um, 2 half halftime, Kieran Dyer down at 8-2. We talked about this <laughs> previously. Um, what else have we got? Um so Bobby statue in for Fraser tomorrow. Come on, Blue. I thought we were friends. Um, is Fraser not going to Swansea? 
He was linked. Yeah, yeah, he was linked. Reunited with Russell Martin. Yeah, Russell Martin knows the score. Not he knows. Um, FBI tractor doesn't think Morris can oh, play. Oh, of course. Yeah, good point. Yeah, he can't. There can he? you go. There you go. That's the lot for the comments. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for the super chats. We really appreciate that. Um, whether this, um, what hap ever happens next week in terms of shows, at the very least, because I've got Christmas lights up behind me, I can say. Um, Merry Christmas to folk and look after yourselves and all that kind of stuff. Seb, um, do you want to give us some thoughts and final Absolutely. words? Absolutely. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you so much for the, the super chat donations. Thank you to everybody for watching along for the, the first half of this, this season so far. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. Have a great time. Everyone that's going tomorrow, stay distanced and safe and sanitized and wearing masks, etc. And um, yeah, here's to a new era. Come on, you blues. Yep. Let's, and um, we just had a 3 1. Sorry, for some final comments. The last flurry. Um, adios from Lee. Um, James, we haven't mentioned James, so another great show, fellas. Thank you very much, James. Appreciate that. We'll be cheering on from my following. Pennsylvania, 3 1 Tower. We love that. Um, Kirk, thank you so much for the super chat. Really appreciate that. Be safe yourself. And um, FBI Tractor loves my pre match shoes. So, no, he means show. There you go, FBI. One swear word. I think we did. Really well. Jules, thank you so much. We really appreciate your super chat as well. You stay safe too. Um, and as Seb has said, um, it's a new era tomorrow. So come on, you blues. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.